Hola, amigo and amiga. Welcome into this episode of Kathan's Craft Collective. I think we're on 206. This episode is the last one of the summer series, and I'll tell you about what I've been doing, the knitting, um, what you could be knitting on your holidays, and what's coming up, and some awesome news. So, get your cup of tea, or your dram, or your lame sip, and let you know what's been the crack in Keithness and other places in the past month. Well, I did totally intend to do at least six episodes over the summer. However, uh, after the last episode, I kind of thought, I don't actually have anything new to talk about, right? So I'll maybe leave it for a few days. And then when the day came, I thought, I want to do something else. So I did something else. I thought, I'll do it tomorrow. And then I never actually got the chance to do it tomorrow. And then we ended up going to Belladrum Music Festival, which was awesome. The uh, weather was amazingly hot. It rained a bit before, and so there was mud. But over the weekend, it dried out, but it, there was still mud underfoot a little bit. Not wet mud, just sort of movie-about mud. You know if you were there. Anyway, we saw some pretty good bands. Uh, dodgy, as in old dodgy, as in staying out for the summer. And we were right at the front of the stage. Daisy was standing on the barrier. Well, not on the barrier, but beside the barrier. And we were just behind her and bounced around. And it was just amazing. And the guy beside her said, as we walked off, I take it she likes dodgy. <laughs> we went, oh, yeah. She didn't really. She just likes being at music festivals. And there we saw Johnny Marr. He was extremely good. Um, Louis Capaldi. Um, he's a really good singer entertaining as well maybe could do with a little bit more upbeat festival music because the, the tone was a little bit just play the ones I know <laughs> but really really good singer and entertaining banter and um, also I had two favourite moments of the festival one I'm not going to tell you because <laughs> it involves my husband and um, drinking yeah so the other one was with Colonel Mustard in the Dijon 5 the arena was absolutely packed it was really cool because last year it was quite full but not packed packed and this year it was you could just see people come from all directions for ages beforehand and it was about 15,000 people on that point which I think everything in Belladrum is about 20,000 so pretty much everybody was there at that time and uh, they do this amazing song called Cross the Road and they get all the audience to go to one side of the stage well one side of the arena and they cross the road and they get them to walk to the other side but there just wasn't enough room because there was too many people but my standout moment of Belladrum 2019 it was roasting hot we were with a whole pile of Keithnesian friends and um, well, my family, and um, over the other side there was this big whale appeared. You think about a Chinese dragon, but it was a whale, and it sort of walked its way around through the audience. People were just letting it go, 
And then of our side of the audience came two guys dressed as kangaroos and they're on these bouncy stilts and they bounce. And they were there last year, apparently they've been there for years. They were, it was just amazing. And over the audience, they've got these inflatable balls and beach door rings and, and then the, the music's great and they just, they're having a lovely time and it's entertaining. So that was just a moment that will carry me on for a while. And I got to watch Elbow and they did a really good version of uh, One Day Like This. And I thought of you, Louise. So um, it, that and Magnificent is one of my favourite things ever. So, um, and then we finished the festival that we went to see the choral. They were really, really, really good. So if you get the chance to see any of them bands, go for it. So we came home through the night and cleaned the caravan the next day and the next day we went off to Majorca. We flew in and out of Edinburgh and um, we didn't see anybody. I think we stopped in at Richard's brother for five minutes and that was it. So don't be offended, I didn't stop anywhere. And we had a lovely time. Went to Porta Palenza and it's a really good resort for families. Quite chilled out. There is some, there's a lot of Spanish about but... Um, it's not quite Brits abroad, but um, it's quite chill. And I liked the promenade because dogs come out at night and it was very hot. Too hot for me, obviously. Um, got to see... What did we do? Well, we hired a car a couple of days and we went back down to Caves of Drac which have really cool stalactites and stalactites, and then a lake at the bottom, and then they have chamber music and three little rowboats that come out, and they put the, the lights down, and the boats are lit up with candles, and it's quite ethereal. And they went on way up this mountain. Well, I wouldn't say it was a mountain, it was a hill, but it was 2K up, and it was to a monastery called San Salvador. And... A switchback, Richard says. Oh, take some photographs and make sure I don't go too close to the the, the side of the road because I can't really tell. Obviously, in Britain, well, it's not obviously. In Britain, we drive on the left and most of the rest of the world, we drive on the right. So um, he says, oh, take some photographs. I said, Richard, I'm driving with you as we're doing the switchback. I could think of was, please don't go off a cliff like James Bond. So that was um, good and we, we explored the other side of the island as well and um, Sandy and Richard did e-bikes. We did, we were going to do this adventure thing but the weather came in so we it was cancelled unfortunately. And um, water park, beach and um, oh the market was good, I liked the market. Eating all the Mediterranean food. Nom, 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 noms. So, quite relaxed. And then we came back and Palma Airport was like people's soup. Um, there was a problem and there was just people everywhere. And thankfully our flight wasn't really affected much. But some people on the flight had this chesty cold. And I could hear the lassie in front of me coughing. And I thought, well, you've had a good time. 
But I don't want your cold. I'm not going to touch anything that you've touched. Or I'm not even, I don't even stand beside you. But I actually picked it up. And I spent last weekend on the couch. And or in bed. So, um, and please don't send me any messages saying, oh, I'm glad you're getting better now. Which is kind of one of the reasons I didn't post anything um, on Instagram looking for sympathy. I do appreciate it, but don't you don't need to give any. So um, you can still hear it in my voice and um, sorry, but this is one of the reasons why I haven't recorded. So I'm just telling you. Um, and, oh, coming through Belladrum, right? Last year, remember I said that we heard this guy saying, um, like, we just were walking and you hear people's conversations and you never know what happens next. Well, this is the same thing. Walking through Belladrum, and we were in the caravan site this year, so we, I think we were 20 minutes to the arena, which in Glastonbury terms is not bad, but in Belladrum terms, we were pretty much far away as you could get but in one respect it was good because it was really quiet at night or when we wanted a bit of peace and quiet but you had to time it in and I missed the first two songs available that and I thought I'd lost my phone so we went running back to the caravan and thankfully stupid me had left it there (laughs) it wasn't a very nice feeling thinking I had lost the expensive phone anyway um so we're walking back casually, not rushing, and uh, hear this conversation, <laughs> love this, and there was a crowd of, I'm going to say they were in their 30s, and he goes, Bob, this is my friend Dave, Dave, this is my friend Bob, Suzanne, this is my friend Dave, Dave, this is my friend Bob, James, this is my friend Bob, uh, Dave, Dave, this is my friend James, <laughs> and he went through everybody, instead of just saying everybody, this is my friend Dave, that's Bob, James and Suzanne. Everybody, this is my friend Dave. So um, we never obviously said anything to them, but I sort of amble on. And then a wee while later, I said, did you hear that? And he went, yeah, I thought that was funny too. Everybody, this is my friend Dave. Everybody has a friend called Dave. It's obviously a very popular name, but everybody has a friend called Dave. So <laughs> what do you mean you don't? Of course you do. Think about it hard. They might be called David. So, <laughs> then, the whole time, Buchel is at the kennels, oh, and he was at farm kennels. And they have 11 collies anyway, and then they have extra boarding dogs as well. So, when we went back, we are quite excited to see him, because we'd missed him. And his, do you reckon that in doggy language, this might be really boring, but I thought it was funny, in doggy language, he goes, oh, come come meet my friend Molly. Come meet my friend uh, Fly. Fly, this is my master and my mistress. Mistress and master, this is Fly, etc. Uh, I can't remember all the dog's name. I said, but then, do you reckon that they can remember the names? Do you reckon they all just call them Dave? Master, this is my friend Dave. <laughs> um, Dave, this is my master. And then, next Dave. So... Yeah, it was really funny when me and Richard were doing it. I don't know if we'd maybe had a drink that night, you know. So everybody has a friend called Dave. Especially if you're Booker. But he missed his dog, his Dave dog friends for a while. And he was a bit off his way before he went and when he came back. I think he's settled back into family life now. And 
um, he's back at the being annoying stage instead of I missed you, Bukal. <laughs> so uh, that was my adventures. I didn't get to any craft shops or buy anything crafty wise. So a wee bit of division. Purely so I could have a little sip of water. I can probably still hear it in my throat, my chest. I'm actually still trying not to cough at you. Be fine. Everything's fine. So on to my knitting. Um, I have knitted. I finished, not finally, finished the knitting of the Katie Koala by Amanda Berry. And um, it was a cover kit from, was the late knit from earlier in the year and I just need to sew it up I haven't done that yet and I was I was going to do that for when I was going to record last time so I think the head and the leg is sewn up but I got bored and mm, I'll get back to it I did finish finally 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 the one skein shrug by Laura Grof and I used Keithness Heritage yarn for this I have um, not worn it yet because it's been too hot. However, um, when you knit it, I didn't understand, I think I said this last episode, I didn't understand the sewing together instructions. I do now, and I thought sometimes, you know, when you get to that point in the pattern, it makes more sense when you're there, but it never, ever did. So... Um, Right, imagine you've got two lines. You've got one that's on, like, live stitches. You've got one that is provisional, and you've got one that is on the needles. And I thought that you grafted them together. But once I'd realised what I... No. You take all the ones that are on the needle, and you graft 30 stitches, because I think you're supposed to have 60 or 90, I can't remember. You, you graft half the stitches together and then you leave like this armhole and then you pick up your provisional stitches and you fold it in half and you graft together half of them. I didn't do that. <laughs> and it probably should have had a lot more yarn because it was sport weight and it wasn't 100 grams of sock weight yarn, which is what the pattern calls for. But, I mean, it's it's sort of short enough and long enough at the same time. It's not like my grafting was actually very good. But, do you know, the more grafting that you do, the more you remember it when you go back to something else. And I vaguely remember Paula of Knitting Pipeline saying that when she was sort of learning to knit, she had made a, a blanket and it needed a grafting or a kitchener stitch on the end or maybe it was I cord, but no, I think it was I think it was Kitchener stitch. But she says was well, because she had to do so much, it ingrained this skill into her brain, and also it improved it. Now, when I was doing the woolly wormhead scoury hat, um, from two years ago now, nearly I you have to Kitchener the edges together. And it's true, the more kitchenerine you do, it just becomes more natural and 
obviously Willie showed me some tips and hit, hints on how to do a really good job of do kitchen or in it together or grafting it. So from that I'll sort of take that um, skill a little bit further along for when I'm doing the socks. Um, and well I've not worn it yet. I could maybe put it on today. Our weather has been we've come back to the heat, I think most of the UK has it and it's very nice. Obviously no obviously, because you don't know this. Our children went back to school last Tuesday and normally the weather comes really nice the day they go back to school and it actually has been quite pleasant so I'm not complaining although I do feel bad because I'm not actually getting to utilise it uh, as much as I would like to but can't be helped. So I did enjoy the, the actual knit 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 on it but I'm... I don't know how she would write that pattern a bit better because, but the thing is, my friend Sarah, her and her mum, well, Sarah knitted it and she got her mum to help her do the grafting part and her mum didn't understand it either and neither did Sarah, so it wasn't just me. But um, she's actually ripped hers out completely, which is a shame. So she said she couldn't get it to sort of sit right so I don't know, maybe the content of the the yarn would hold weight and how this garment will sit. Because I know that it was... Well, actually, I don't know, I can't remember now, but I think it could have been her own yarn and it had a nice like a silk or a camel in it. Whereas mine was Keithness Heritage Yarn North Cheviot, so it was very wooly. So it is, it's very worth thinking about what type of wool that you're using or yarn and what content is in it. Obviously. <laughs> that is an obviously. Uh, I had been knitting on my socks for my mum quite a bit. Thankfully she doesn't need them just now because it's hot. <laughs> because I'm at the um, doing starting the heel on the second sock. I finished the first sock, I don't know if I was on the plane, but I did do plane knitting. And um, I opened the bag and then promptly realised I had not taken my notions pouch. And I was decreasing on the toe. And I just sat there and, well, that's typical. And then thought, I wonder if I can actually kitchener this without a needle. And just use the sort of like encourage it through with the point of a knit needle. I could have done it, but I didn't. I had a stitch holder in my um, knitting bag, so I put them on. I hadn't actually done it yet, <laughs> I just remembered. So I sat over the holiday and paused that there because I thought I'd left on the division music. I don't know if I did. I do, well, I, no, I didn't. But um, there might be a blip in the middle. I just ignore that. Pretend it never happened. Um, right, so that was the socks. Uh, they're just vanilla socks. And lovely yarn. Uh, I have been doing a fair bit on my Ama sweater by Maddie Harvey. I never joined the sweater along, Ama along. 
that Tipsy Nuts were running, or Maddie. I'm glad I didn't because I'm not going to get it anywhere near finished. But um, I am now at the stage where I need to count, and I couldn't count to uh, 79. <laughs> I think I kept getting to about 60 and going, oh, give us And then I thought, no. So it's been carried around quite a bit. I've taken it in and out of Furso and then down to swim meet on Sunday and then to swimming yesterday and then took it back out again. Um so yeah. But I finished the yoke part with the lovely pearl type of pattern um and I'm quite enjoying that part. Um using some yarn I picked up off the table of unrequirement one is a pink, pink, it's like a tape yarn, and the other is a purple type of yarn. I think both of them are acrylic. The idea was to do it in linen, but in reality, it's not worked out that way. So, um, hopefully today I will have the inclination and the time to sit down and do that. I've done nothing with my cable dress. Normally when I don't do anything, I just don't mention it, but um, not since, no, I definitely haven't since I told you I had fixed the line and then carried on. And yeah, that was it for knitting. So um, I'm sitting looking up over at my stash box and there's a really bonny yellow yarns from the plane sitting beside a teal. I like that. I'm up, I'm upstairs because poor Sandy's off school today. Um, the Bairns went back last Tuesday. Sandy's going into second year high school and Daisy's going into primary seven. There was no drama. They just went off to school. It was really nice. Uh, last year, obviously, Sandy going into high school, it was a bit... Um, you know, you're learning new things. He's learning new things and you're feeling for him. But this year, he's too good for school. <laughs> but... Um, I don't think he's got what I've got, but he's, he's definitely not well enough to go to school. So hopefully it'll be a bit better by tomorrow. So I'm sitting up here. Uh, I've got things that I need to do. Um, Sewing-wise, I've got quite a bit of mending to do here. Hmm. <laughs> and also, years ago, I made Richard a textile artist piece. And it's a triathlete. Triathlete. Triathlete, which is what he is. And I had sewn on all the names of the triathlons that he'd done. And two years ago, I took it off the wall and put on Iron Man. So now I've got to, I've taken it off the wall to sew Kelp Man on there, which then I'll go downstairs and put it back on the wall. I had forgotten I had taken it off the wall. It's been off since June. That's really bad. Um, so, holiday knitting. Oh, oh I'm going to go for a division here. <clears throat> and a sip of water. So, holiday knitting. I took socks with me because they're light and the bag is small. And I was just wondering what you would take off on your holiday. Um, I mean, you might go in the camper van and take your spinning wheel, your sewing machine, 
and your entire stash. But if you're got if you're carrying your luggage and you've got a small space, say be it in the car or be it on a plane, um, what do you take? I've knitted on shawls as well in past years. Sometimes you don't want something that's going to be too hot. And working with any kind of wool, it, it can be hot sitting in your lap, it can be hot working in your hands, and it's just sometimes just not worth it. Uh, I was working on my socks in air conditioning areas, and occasionally out on the veranda or balcony. Yeah, it was a balcony. I was just trying to think of what the difference was. Um, and... I would have to move when the sun sort of came on to me directly because it was just too hot. So if you have a sort of small project or you could take a toy, um, just now there's quite a cool gnome along. I can't quite remember the designer, but if you look on Ravelry top picks, you'll find them there. Uh, Purple Polly Pocket sent me a message asking if I was be interested in doing a gnome along. I will reply to that once I uh, get off doing this. Um, I quite like gnomes. They're quite... I don't know why. It's just like them. And they're little enough. And also last night or this morning, I can't remember when it was, I was at the kitchen sink and I just looked up and happened to see the tiny little um, anagurumis that uh, Turbo Gal Lisa knitted for my retreat a few years ago. Hello, Lisa. And she uh, she had a whole bag of them, and these things are tiny. These must be done on, like, pins, as in needles and pins, knitted. So they're really, really cute. And I've got a pirate and a viking. Got Everybody got one, but because I had the family, the family all got one each. So we have four. There's a frog... A pirate, a Viking, and I think another Viking. But Daisy sort of keeps the frog to herself. She's so selfish that way. <laughs> so, um, just something little, something that you can keep your hands on. Because when you're knitting every day or every second day, it becomes a habit. And then when you're not got your habit, you get cranky. So I do recommend that you take something with you, even if you don't actually get the time or the inclination to pick it up. At least you have that comfort blanket knowing that it's there. Right, moving on. Woohoo, Perth! That is the 7th and 8th of September in the Dewar Centre in Perth. And it's the Perth Yarn Fest. And it looks amazing. Eva very, very kindly invited me again. And I was all for it. And then about a fortnight, well, it was a little bit more than a fortnight ago, my childcare, I don't have any more dog care. So I can't go. I'm obviously a lot more disappointed than you are. But I would encourage everybody, if you can go, to go. and it, Or if you were sort of pondering about it, or wondered what it was like. Last year, I had such an amazing day. It was, it was one of the 
I know, like I said last year as well, that Edinburgh Yarn Fest, one day like this a year will see me fine. I had two because I had Perth as well. In Yarn Fest world, I mean, obviously in other, like my family life, they, every day is like that with my family. Um, Not to belittle them, but I had just a really, really good day at Perth. Uh, um, getting there was fun because it was on the train and there was no problems. Being there was fun. People were fun. People were chill. Um, people were inclusive. The cafe was good. The um, actual, I'm trying to remember the word, venue. The venue is really, really good. And um, there's space. Space for you to sit, space for you to talk, space for you to look. And it's just the, the way that it's laid out, there is space. And it was not the final frontier at all. It was really, really good. So I have a few, I've listed down some vendors that I certainly would be stopping by and spending some money. Um, I hope that you all do so. I'm going to start with my local, Caithness Croft. John has is going to take down his um, Caithness Croft yarns and also his patterns with him as well. Remember I mentioned he had sent me a really nice pa- shawl pattern and it goes with two skeins of his Caithness Croft yarn and um, I hope you get to see the um, sample that he'll have on his stand and just stand there and get smiled at because he's so smiley and very, very nice, John. And... He used to be a teacher and we sat one night and I think that he must be, he's got this really kind way about him and when you sat there and talked to him, get to know him a bit more and I says, how, how do you not like just want to throttle the children because they're so frustrating and he says, he says, I can see through all that, he says, I, just, I don't see a bad child, I see a bad situation that they've grown up in and I, my job was always to work around that and I never had to th- shout at them I, I don't know if I believe it or not but um, maybe he is maybe he's just that way natured that he n- never did but I, I wish that he still taught because I could. I would love my children to be taught in that environment so if you see John um, he'll be all excited <laughs> so go and be excited with him and then obviously we've got Woo Sheeps. So Woo Perth and Woo Sheeps, they're from Galloway, the Mull of Galloway. And they've got some really nice yarns on their website. Gamer Crafter has got a really, really cool yarn. She's dyeing and it has got UV dye in it. I'll, I would be buying that. <laughs> it looks quite cool. Uh, I go and see Helen of Giddy Yarns and... Um, get a lovely hug from her and then I would go and look at the Berlin yarns because their yarn is well, Naomi has said that it's gorgeous and it's one of her favourites I go and smile or be smiled at by Trey Liz oh she's just so nice she, I'd never met her before and then I met her at Perth last year and I was thinking you are so nice I mean she was obviously enjoying what she does in it we all kind of bring that with us. And if you if you get the grumpy ones, it I suppose it's 
there's a reason why they're grumpy. Whatever the situation that they've been in. But most of the majority of people that go to a yarn fest and are up for it, they're just, bring it on, this is so much fun, and we see we're friends, and that's what I'm really going to miss. And I was seeing all the Instagram Perth stuff, because Eva's really good at doing Instagram for Perth. And I was fucking forward, fucking past it. I'm not going. But when I was looking just now to sort of tell you who I would go and see, <sighs> I thought, this is so good. Um, Celie McWheelie, I've seen her a couple of times and she's got some good stuff. And it, I think this would rekindle my, um, my own lack of production that I've had over the past sort of four months with one thing and another and also rekindle my um, seeing hello to all you lot. So all roads lead to Perth, literally, in Scotland because it was a crossing point from the Highlands into the Lowlands and um, I'm trying to think of a place that he, it doesn't lead to Perth somehow. Orkney? <laughs> no, Orkney does because you need either to go via us or Aberdeen. Aberdeen leads to Perth. So why don't you just put your feeties forward and go there and spend a day or two days and if you've got tickets to the nighttime events, have fun. Go have fun and make adventures in your stories. <clears throat> I know you can hear that. That was me turning over my paper and me to clear my throat. Right. Uh, this is the awesome news segment. And I've got three. So, firstly, huge congratulations. And I should have said this last episode. Pip of Tipsy Nips and Sam had a baby. And he's now, let's see, about five, six weeks old. And uh, it's just... Really, congratulations. Newborns are hard work. And Pip, you're doing an awesome job. You really are. All new mothers are doing an awesome job. It is one of the hardest things I ever did. Twice. <laughs> and um, just keep going. And keep asking. And don't feel that you shouldn't ask. Because, believe me, there is people standing itching to help you um obviously us people that are itching to help we also have to uh, respect that person's privacy and that person's they need to learn as well and no they don't actually want the help but sometimes as a mother you see somebody else struggling you think well i actually know how to help you with this like me and I don't know if it's an instant thing, but just sometimes just take the help. Um, there was a baby just in front of us on the plane on the way home and it started screaming. Um, I think it had, I don't think it was quite right. I think there was a, an infection or just it was off its way. And then it hit turbulence and it screamed for about 45 minutes. And because we couldn't stand up, we couldn't help. And then as soon as the light, the seatbelt came off, the lady behind me, I couldn't get out because I was sort of in the aisle, not the aisle, the window seat, but she was directly in front of me. 
but the mother behind me, she got out, and then the mother two along, she got out, and she's like, oh, give us the baby, and, and she was like, oh no, it's okay, he's just over tired, I was like, give him, give him here, you come out as well, what does he need, does he need cowpaw, does he need milk, I'll walk up and down the plane with him, he might scream, but do you know what, you need a break too, so, and it was a family plane, there was a young crew on it, but do you know, they gave me the, the flu, so, they'll come to that, but, um, it was nice to see humans being humans and helpful and um, we are humans and whilst we're not the nicest of species um, on this planet and we have a lot to um, live up to sometimes humanity they make you cry with their kindness so um I'm not just saying this to Pip. I'm saying this to all mothers, right? Take the help if you if if it's offered, and you if you feel instinctively that you they they are saying the right thing because they might not be. Um, go with your instincts. So that was awesome news, and second awesome news is Paula of Knitting Pipeline got some really good news about her ovarian cancer that she got the all clear. So. I cried at both of these newses and um really, really, really delighted to hear that and long may this being clear and getting better continue, Paula. And the third one is sort of along the same vein. My best friend's mum, who I made the lap quilt for at the start of the year, um, she was suffering from throat cancer and she got the all clear. So it was it was good. And whilst my health has not been really good, it does sort of puts it in perspective. And, you know, I knew I was going to get better. So um, that made me smile quite a lot. And I hope that you've had things that make you smile quite a lot too. And if you haven't, here's your 20-second uncomfortable hug. Squeeze! I'm not going to squeeze for 20 seconds like in that high-pitched, annoying way. But you can imagine it. And imagine Catherine Limer sitting smiling at you. Not in a creepy way, but in a come sit with me, Catherine Limer on the bus, you and Tanya, because the world needs people with positive. So if you are well, I send you my best. If you are not so well, go and look at Mel, Mel Ski Knits puppy. She's got a new puppy. It's so cute. I get the odd extra picture and uh, the, as a family we've been going look at the puppy the puppy's so gorgeous so i'm gonna send this up to you just now there probably won't be show notes there hasn't been show notes all summer and um i think it might be the end of the summer series now so i'll be going into the next part i don't know if i'm going to do it on the phone or i'm going to go back to the computer this is so much easier as long as it sort of plays ball and i don't need to cough or the dog barks <laughs> so um apologies for everything um and just wish you well listeners keep on crafting and keep on knitting and now let's wiggle our buttons like all the bees looking for honey That's
緒のまで早いですそうするのと一緒にパテンをイエーイファルデビースセイウォースドラウォース I know they have a reason but they are the I can't swear of the insect world <laughs> and on that note listeners be a bee don't be a wasp